0: We're back here. Here we are. I've barely left where I am, but here we are. I went to you one day and sat in a driveway very far away and talked to you for
1: a while. True. And I did the same yesterday. Because I missed my boo. <laughs> <laughs> your, your daughter was good for about the first 15 minutes, and then she was tired of it at an hour. Yeah. Yeah. An hour was apparently her max length. Anybody can listen to yeah. us. Oh. <laughs>
0: like, I was like, hey, Adia, wow. you're our first live audience for a podcast episode. You know episode. what?
1: She, she's been one of those for years. You'd think she'd be able to just tune us out by now.
0: Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. So a couple things happened this week. Yeah. I received my Stan Strong t-shirt. Man. So that was cool. Same.
1: Same. Everyone that has seen it via like our post, not necessarily much in person has loved them. The people that bought them. Yeah. Man, thank you so, so much.
0: You've gotten a couple questions. I've gotten a couple questions about maybe trying to figure out how to mm-hmm. like produce these again, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe put them in the store. hmm So- I'll kind of look at that this week and see what our options are. That'd be cool. Um, but let us know, please, listeners, please. if you are interested in a stand Strong Tee, because we really mm-hmm. kind of need to gauge yeah. demand mm-hmm. um, to print them, right? So right. your feedback becomes extremely important it, about it a It really Strong. does. It really does. I wonder if we take the image and do, like, postcards and stickers or something. Mm, we could. That's what we should. We, we should could. talk to our sticker guy. True true let's see what options are available mm-hmm. all right let's see what we can do about that we'll yes. dive into that
1: let us know everyone please
0: yeah um your feedback will matter muchly <laughs> hey so mm-hmm. aaron i noticed that on our social media we failed to mention that if you sign up for patreon before the end of this hmm. month that you get a personalized dance video yeah from you From me i i, I think that was just an accidental oversight on your part but
1: well no
0: um, I mean, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. So I'm going to encourage people. Aaron is extremely bored. He hasn't been working in a couple weeks. He's just been sitting around staring at the ceiling. He is desperate to dance for you I'm and studying show dance moves, yeah. his skills. Yeah, it's like it's like skills. watching Matrix. Like Aaron is just staring at the ceiling. You can see him somehow by osmosis taking in wow. dance moves. No, it it, um, it would be. I think you've just been watching Saturday Night Fever every day, right? Every and day,
1: loose. Um, no, it'd be like a remedial kindergarten dance class actually is is the equivalent of what I, I i'm can willing put to pay for
0: it yeah so so here <laughs> here's the thing for, for seriously the thing uh we are putting content up on patreon for free yes. for the time being mm-hmm. um just to give people more content just to give people uh something to kind of take their minds off of yes everything but that being said the support for this show, financial support, comes from Patreon, and it's important to me that we do something special for mm-hmm. those supporters. So for all of our current supporters, you're going to get a dance video from Aaron. You're just going to. If you want to get a dance video from Aaron, um, and you can tell he's super excited to do it, you can go to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash look what I did and support for as little as a dollar, Yeah, and you get a video. Yep. So And access to all the back content. Um, obviously... That's only if that's something you can do. I understand that people right now are not necessarily mm-hmm. in the position true, um, true. To, to necessarily support financially. Totally get it. Totally fine. That's why we're putting the content out free. Yep. So yeah. don't worry about that. What you can do is support us by rating us on iTunes. Please. Totally free. Mm-hmm. Even if that's not what you listen to podcasts on, mm-hmm. you can actually still go to iTunes on a desktop and... And right there. Right. Yes, it matters. Um, so maybe much. on mobile. Right. I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. But it makes a huge, yes. huge difference yes. in where we show up in feeds mm-hmm. when somebody's scrolling through. So do us the favor of doing that. Right. That's totally free. Hopefully you have the time to do yep. it and it would mean the world to us. Five stars. Right. <laughs> um,
1: but let's thank Ooh, those yeah.
0: Patreon supporters, shall we? Let's hear it, Daniel.
1: At least the top tiers.
0: I know. I think I'm getting better.
1: You, you are. I listened to it today and you're, You've come a long way.
0: Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Catherine, Cindy, Shelly, Jeremy, Chelsea, Jennifer, Brian, Kaylee, Travis, Tyler, Lindsay, Jesse, Sean,
1: Holly Hill, Allison, and Brian. (laughs) Is that not right? No, it's 100% correct, but the look on your face, because I can see you. We're FaceTiming. I can can see... (laughs) You studying. It's like when you're reading something and you're really into it. It's that same face. It was all I could do not to like bust up during that. But
0: well, I'm trying you. to be the most irony I can be. Right, like Daniel. inflection you. and stuff. Mm-hmm. One day I'm going to compare these two streams and see, right. see like how close they are. No, you're um, you're, you're you're doing fine. We're adapting. That's all a part of this, you know. So, uh, speaking of adaption, yeah. there's the adoptive mom podcast with mm. adoption <laughs> over on the voice press. So close. Uh, she did an, an episode last week with a, a guy that both of us know, yeah. Bobby, yes. who's just absolutely phenomenal, an amazing guy. And it's, it, that whole episode mm-hmm. is kind of like, uh, coping through comedy. I it would probably be the way I'd sum it up. Uh huh. You should definitely check it out. And, um, and a couple other podcasts on the voicepress.com mm-hmm. that are phenomenal podcasts independently produced action orson does movies yes, go rogue yes. is business marketing beats by travis is music business mm-hmm. there's so much cool stuff over there uh looking at adding some new shows as well but the voicepress.com you can find us and other finely curated independently produced podcasts at the voicepress.com <clears throat> so this week yeah we sat down with a person that I used to be a manager of, and mm-hmm. I think, were you working there
1: for a I, so, period of time? So he, he wasn't working there when I worked there, but he came in. I've known him for, I think we talk about it, like 10 or 11 years, I've known him as well. So he and I worked together briefly. You worked at that same place. Uh I've watched
0: this person grow up,
1: man. really. Mm-hmm.
0: And so as I was watching him kind of start to promote this album, it I really started to pay attention cause it, you, you know, you kind of mm-hmm. lose touch. Right. Yes. And I was extremely impressed by the way that Darius has conceptualized in his mind what he wants yep. and then has set out to make that thing occur. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's, it's not like, you know, if I believe in it enough or if I, if I have enough hope somehow this will magically happen. It's, mm-hmm. I have a goal of a set thing Mm -hmm. and I am going to pursue that goal relentlessly. Right. I think,
1: I think during that, I say something in it, but the word that I missed during that whole interview was perseverance Mm -hmm. through adversity up through today. And it's not that he's not going through, you know, things and we all aren't, but he's been super consistent the entirety of that and always been a pleasure and a great guy to be around. You know, yeah, he's a good people it person.
0: A, it was a really interesting conversation oh, about music and genre, and uh, how how the stereotype of a genre, yes, uh, multiple genres, can affect the audience, mm-hmm. can affect reception. Uh, it, I loved this conversation; it was, it was good. absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. So Darius uh, performs under the name Pluto. And just released the album Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. It's good. Uh, you can get that on iTunes. I a couple days before that, he he released Hangout Essential Sesh number 5, which has a lot of the same songs. So I am inadvertently throughout this entire episode actually referring to the Hangout <laughs> Sesh while he's talking about Sweet mm-hmm. Life of Zach and Cody. Uh, both of those came out within four days of each other or three yeah, days of each yeah. other. Absolutely worth listening to amazing, talented artist in a world that I don't know anything about. And it was great to sit and be a student for that period of time. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely check those out. We do talk about the fact that the content on both those albums is definitely mature content. Mm -hmm. Um, But this episode, once again, something that everybody in the family can listen to. It's incredibly inspiring.
1: So with that. Enjoy.
2: I didn't realize like. (laughs) arms we're gonna get tired <laughs> obviously all that working out come on
0: <laughs> yeah you work out more than both of us combined they can't no That's stamina That's what I'm hearing Darius no stamina it's actually <laughs>
2: all photoshop oh okay <laughs> can, I, can I can I can I talk single. to your photoshop because <laughs> yeah. you got like way yep. way 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 more in shape and I became the Pillsbury Doughboy well, I mean, I'm pretty sure that becoming a dad gives you like the permission to just retire from trying. To... Can you tell my wife that? <laughs> I don't think she has any standards. She's you, probably going to hate one. me
0: when we have to do family photos. Will you stand in for me <laughs> since you're the one who said it's
1: okay?
2: <laughs> All right, Gaddaris, in here. <laughs> You've got to explain. This is clearly you, not me. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up and take the picture. <laughs>
0: this is this is going to be a shirtless family photo because my abs look amazing. <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh. Why does Dad have chocolate abs? <laughs> you should see Daniel's daughter. She's like mind your business, kids. Yeah. <laughs> mind,
0: mind your business. You don't know me. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is definitely a first for yeah. Look what I did. You are the you are the first person we're breaking our our golden rule Sweet. for.
2: What's the golden rule?
0: That we would always do every interview yep. in person.
2: Oh, see, that's always a promise that you're going to break. Yep. Well, if it hadn't this been for day corona, we've been doing
0: it for two years without right. breaking that promise.
2: I mean, that's a good record. I, th- I it think definitely so. is. Yeah.
0: Corona Corona put us in a weird spot. If we it, literally, the question became: Do we keep doing the show or do we stop? Yeah. Or do we go yeah. remote, right? Yeah. Like,
2: and that's where everybody is right now. Like, everybody's in the state of like, um, like, do I just give up on my dream and whatnot? And I think that I don't think that that's how people should think about things right now. I think everybody's in intermission so like it's it really is a we're all like in the same spot and like even if it's not intentional you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like we're we're all literally in the same spot so like eventually everybody's going to be coming back on the same level as you know what i'm saying the next person yeah. so might as well just just take a time out or Even keep doing what you're doing, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? We we do media, so, I mean, this stuff is online. We can keep dropping stuff because people are bored, you know what I mean? Right. Well,
0: that's the – I was talking with somebody else about that. Like, we're – you know, listenership is down. Like, your normal listenership is distracted from their daily pattern. Mm -hmm. That's true. But we're going to keep putting content out because we're picking up new listeners, and then hopefully when things get back to normal, the, like – your normal stable base comes back and you've added. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think as this becomes the norm, like your stable audience may start to figure out how to get you back into the, whatever the new flow is, because I used to spend an hour driving Mm -hmm. like 30 minutes to work, 30 minutes back. That was all my podcast time. Yeah. And now I don't have that. So now I'm trying to figure out like, well, where do I put this time to catch back up back into my day? Because now it's taken up by like, video games or right. <laughs> like I've been, mm-hmm. I've put other stuff in because I'm right. like,
2: yeah. You know what I mean? For, for real. Yeah. For real. No.
0: um Okay. Are your levels good? I think so. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, they are. I, they mean, are. I already I okay, said every, everything. So good. I don't, I don't know if you've listened to the show, Darius, the, the only real thing is like, we try to keep it family friendly. Like my goal is that a 10 year old kid sitting in a car could listen to this and be inspired by your story. Um, got you. Okay. So I just try to keep it like.
2: All right, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Jeff Goldblum mm-hmm. and
0: uh, and we. I'm in there. We, yeah, we we like to focus on creativity and not necessarily current world events, if you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, we we very much embrace the fact that we're escapist content.
2: I got you. I like that. Like
0: we're the thing to inspire you and keep you feeling upbeat. Not the I like thing that. We're not like your that. Facebook
1: feed. Thank God.
0: <laughs> um although if you want an inspiring Facebook feed it's definitely Darius's. Yep.
2: Yeah, which is not kid-friendly at all. Nope, nope, <laughs> no No child inspiring. should ever. If you're under the age of 17, do not find me on Facebook. I think Just if you're under the, the age it. of 30
0: and haven't fought in a couple world wars.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you've never lost a limb, don't be yeah. on my timeline.
0: If you've never lost a loved you one, understand. you're not ready for this. You don't understand. Um, okay, so let's start with uh, who you are and what you do.
2: Hmm. My name is Darius Jones, and I also go by the stage name Pluto. Pluto is um, a name I came up with, uh, which is a metaphor for my personality. Um, Kind of, you know what I'm saying? Being on the outside and and feeling, you know, not necessarily counted um, as part of everybody else. And, you know what I'm saying? Feeling kind of alienated in that sense. So um, I just went with that, and um, I am a indie hip-hop artist. That's what I would call myself. Fair indie enough, hip-hop works. artist.
0: In a, and much like Pluto, you're remaking yourself into a planet. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be ostracized from the solar system anymore. Exactly. You're, you're going to get your and due. counted. I'm making my <laughs> own world. So I have uh, – part of the reason why this jumped on my radar is you've spent the last few months kind of like – really promoting a a new album, right? Yes. I'm going to say album because I'm 100 years old, but a new I mean, project. whatever. It's an album, right? Musical project.
2: They still call it those.
0: And I've been watching your post, and we referenced the Facebook Mm post, but uh, I was thinking about this conversation, like where is this going to go? I've known you casually for a long time, and uh, I think the thing that struck me when I thought about you is a lot of people build their lives on. I wish, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm, a lot. I wish I could do this thing. I True. wish I could be this person. I wish I could yeah. overcome this yeah. thing. And, and when I look at your Facebook feed and when I listen to your music, what I hear is I will. Um, and like that to me was kind of the thing that underscored my entire, that was the through line for this conversation between you and me is I've watched you or sorry. And Aaron as well. But the thing <laughs> that I feel like I feel yeah. I feel like I've watched you become the planet, right? Like you've transformed right. yourself right. physically as an artist. Um, and so, I really just kind of wanted to start there. Like, wh- wh- how do you get to today? Like, how does Darius from ten years um, ago come to this point?
2: So, ten years ago, was it ten? 10 no, twelve. I don't know if no, ten. Yeah, but twelve, that's about 12 right. years ago. Twelve years ago, I was actually homeless and you know what i'm saying um it wasn't you know too long it was about a year year and a half and um i was going through high school at the time i was in my junior senior year of high school and um just through that and stuff like i learned just how how lonely like you can feel as a person you mm-hmm. know what i mean like like on the grand scheme of like everything and just watching people and like how you know their standards and like Looking at how different they look at you versus how they look at people that, you know what I'm saying, are, you know, just have clean clothes on and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of stuff, like, kind of sunk into me and, like, it made me think about it every day on repeat because I didn't have anything else to do. Like, all I had to do was think. Like, that was my only hobby I could do. Mm. So, like, all the way up till today, like, I was just like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't ever want anybody to look at me like that again, you know what I mean? So, that was, like, one of my biggest uh, motivation set points. And, you know what I'm saying, I just, I was like, I don't want this to be my life forever. I just don't want this to be my life forever. I don't want to be a homeless person. <laughs> like, and like, I just, I, I just kept working, you know what I'm saying? And I realized how many people don't have the motivation or even the resource to find the motivation to to get that train of thought going. And they just give up and stuff like that. And I want it to be, um, kind of a, a focal point on bettering yourself, you know what I'm saying, putting in maximum effort yeah. while also being able to express yourself, you know what I'm saying, not trying to be what somebody expects you to be and everything. You can be yourself, but you can also try at life, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, yeah. nobody, should, nobody should be made fun of for trying at life, and that's why I am the expressive, you know what I'm saying, eccentric person I am because – I honestly don't care what people think about me, you know what I mean? Cause I've seen what yeah. they think about people that don't deserve it. So, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? They don't matter to me. I'm just expressing myself and the people that need to express their self, I'm trying to find them and help them do that.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you think that that experience of homelessness maybe tells you what's worth caring about and not caring about? So when people 100%. right, like when they're like dismissive of whatever, it's like, well, okay, I don't care. Like, I know what it's like to have literally nothing, you know? Exactly.
1: Yeah.
2: Exactly. It's 100% like when you get to a point in your mind where you literally have to think about the fact that you might have to eat leftovers out of a trash can, like, it will put your head in such, like, a weird space. Like, you... That's how you become 100% humble. Like, that's, that's something that'll humble yeah. you. Like, when you think about yeah. that, you have to think about that for the rest of your life. Every time you see a person on the side of the road, like, you have to think about that. And it'll yeah. teach you, you know what I'm saying, how to respect people no matter, you know what I'm saying, where you go in life and what you get out of what you want out of life. There's people that want that and they don't have the ability. They literally don't have the ability, you know what I'm saying, or the mental capacity to go for that. And it teaches you how to just keep respecting those people for the rest of your life, no matter where you go.
0: Yeah. I, I think I have a a guess here because of what I've seen, but was there something that kind of helped get you up out of that spot? Was like a person or an event? Yeah. Or was um,
2: that- <clears throat> One of my friends in high school, he kind of had um, noticed that, you know what I'm saying? I was starting to wear some of the same clothes, you know what I'm saying, weeks at a time, months at a time and stuff. And um, he kind of helped me, you know what I'm saying, get myself in a spot where I could take care of myself. And um, there's actually a couple people that are responsible for that. Um, Just throughout, you know what I'm saying, those few years, um, to name a few, Stephen Gregory, Tyler Simpson, Derek Wilson. You know what I'm saying? These are all people that, like, actually paid attention and, like, they didn't do it because, you know what I'm saying, of who I was or anything like that. They were just like, yo, right. dude, like, <laughs> you look like you need help. Mm. Let me help you, man. And I was like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not too proud to yeah. take help. So, you know what I'm yeah, saying? These wh- are people that yeah. um, kind of taught me what it is to, like, not judge people, too, because these are people that you never would, just by looking at them, you never would expect them to be people that help. Mm-hmm. Right? 100%. Well,
0: and that's the thing that I think f- feeds through a little bit too is there's this, everything that you post has this tendency to like, um, send a message of, I want to be a person that helps draw the best out of you, right? And like you're almost paying that moment forward in time, right? Of,
2: yeah.
1: Um, right.
2: It's and- because like there's so many people that will try and manipulate you into making decisions that, leave you stuck in the same place they are because they don't want to be there alone forever. You know what I mean?
1: Right, And I've, right.
2: I've noticed those types of people while trying to, you know what I'm saying, move past obstacles myself as well. And um, I think that for the most part, a lot of people are naive to um, subliminal manipulation and, you know, things like that from from their friends. And, you know what I'm saying, people that they think are, you know what I'm saying, supposed to be supporting them 100% and everything like that. right. Maximum effort teaches you to, you know what I'm saying, understand that everybody isn't, you know what I'm saying, 100 percent for you. You know what I'm saying? No matter what they might, they might smile on your face and everything like that. But you have to do for yourself because trusting other people to do for you, most of the time is going to leave you disappointed in the outcome. Yeah. But if you put your 100 percent effort forward and then, you know what I'm saying, it doesn't come out how you want, at least you know, you tried and you know, it's because right. of, you know right. what I'm saying? You know, maybe bad luck or, you know what I'm saying? It just didn't go like you planned, but at least you tried your best mm-hmm. and you didn't expect someone else to pick up the slack where, you know what I'm saying? You could have just done the work.
0: And and you're bringing up a, a really interesting fine line, right? Like I need help. I can't rely on help. <laughs> and I live between these two mm-hmm. worlds. Exactly. And, and knowing who I can trust or having the the vulnerability to offer trust until it's burned right right and at the same time relying on my like my internal drive and i think everybody should do that honestly you know they pull those two pieces together right and i think this go ahead
2: no 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 i i want to hear what you were you were gonna say
0: well i was about to transition of what's interesting is like you hear this story happen in music over and over Mm -hmm. right like uh, everybody's out to help you, <laughs> but normally to help themselves or exactly because it's cool to be associated with a you know
2: artist or yeah. a band. I'm very glad you brought this up. So in right? the like, in the hip hop genre, it's blatant, so, and, and people wonder why there's so much drama in that genre, like why people just don't get along and stuff like that. So the difference between hip-hop and, like, we'll pick uh, alternative music, because I really like alternative music, and I like how... Smooth it is, I like how it it is, but people are speaking on you know what I'm saying what they're going. It also through. gives
0: Aaron and I a chance to have any idea what we're talking about exactly <laughs> so like um yeah.
2: in hip hop in hip hop, like you'll have dudes talking about stuff that they got into with another rapper, and it's because they actually know that rapper, like a lot of rappers actually know each other, and they they help each other get to where they're going, but only when they have let's say, kind of um, ushered that that next artist style into the genre. Like, basically, let me, like, come up with the new style. And once, you know what I'm saying, I solidify it, then I'll be like, you know what I'm saying, everybody listen to this guy. But really, like, this artist is actually that sound. A uh, prime example, Kid Cudi wrote... Um, a few songs on Kanye West 808s and Heartbreaks that kind of, like, made the sound for that album. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. And nobody knew about Kid Cudi until, like, 2009, 2010 when Day and Night came out. But this dude right. was, like, dude had a whole vibe that was, like, ah, man. It was, like, that's how you mix any music, like, alternative music and hip-hop. Mm. Like, that's the perfect mix. Right. It's Kid Cudi. Right, right. So, like... When you have all that drama and hip-hop, like, people talking about each other and, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that, it's usually because, like, oh, you used me and then you didn't give me what you promised me. So now I have to use that energy, that anger and stuff, and I have to put out music. And, like, everybody likes this music because it's a feeling that you can feel. Like, you can feel, like you know what I'm saying, your boss is not trying to give you that promotion. Like, you can feel like, oh, the, your neighbor is, you know what I'm saying, intentionally doing things to try and, you know, I mean, like, <laughs> anger you. <laughs> right. Anger you. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and, well, like, it's just, like, you you can feel that. And so when you play this hip-hop music, like, you can feel that that emotion, that energy. And, like, that's what people connect with. And you're, like, these people that shouldn't be listening to hip-hop or i never would expect to listen to hip-hop listen to hip-hop and it's because of that Mm. they can relate to that feeling in some other aspect so like being able to translate your emotions and uh through throughout culture and stuff like that that's what hip-hop is trying to teach people to do because like we're not trying to shut people out or like this is not just for uh black people this is not just for ghetto people it's but it is just for authentic people Right. You have to express yourself and that's what that's where you know what I'm saying the arguments about like um is Drake a culture vulture and you know stuff like that come into it hmm. like you have to express yourself and you have to do it in your style and you have to do it with your words and when you pay for it, it's not authentic anymore It's pop music right yeah
0: Interesting. no I and I think something that is cross genre is, everybody in these pockets is coming up together, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a moment where you're all playing clunk music hall or you're all playing the same circuit of shows. Yes, sir. And then somebody rises above that. Something catches, right? In any any genre, something about this one group or artist catches fire. And I think the people around them ultimately end up with kind of three options. I can walk away, I can keep plugging away, or I can dig in and I can figure out how I'm going to elevate myself and like what worked and how do I make 100%. myself better, you know? And so I, I think some of it isn't always, um, malicious, mm-hmm. right? It's a natural human reaction to be, uh, jealous. I think oh, yeah. of, of somebody getting, you know, the record deal or the girl or the job or the house I would say it's burger. a social convention.
2: <laughs> I would say it's a social convention, but I don't think it's a natural human reaction. I think it's based upon your mindset on the world. You know what I mean? There's a lot of jealous yeah, people think, in that culture uh, is what I yeah, would agree well, with. But like And let's not let's not say jealous. Let's say
0: um if you're hungry for something, right? You want Most people want the best for them, and you want to secure that
2: that that you want to secure that lane for yourself while also trying to help someone. But you don't want that to take away from what you're doing, right? I
0: think I think most people, without even thinking about it, I want I want Darius to be successful, but I want to be slightly more successful. Like I don't necessarily need him to be as successful as me, or neither one of us are more successful. Like it's okay if we're all the same, right? But I don't want you to outstep me. See for you me, what I'm saying? I like, want
2: people to want what they want. I just don't want it to. I don't want it to be compared to what I have or what I gain. You see well, what I mean? and
0: and I want to yeah. clarify, I don't actually like want people
2: to have a ceiling. <laughs> of me. I'm just
0: saying, I think like a lot of people kind of have that mentality without thinking about it, of like. No, I agree with that.
2: I agree like with just that. don't get ahead of me. I you know what I'm saying? That.
0: Like, mm-hmm. I'm putting in my time and my energy too. So why? Why is your podcast doing better or worse? Why is your album doing better or worse? Why is your TV show doing better or worse? Right. Like, um and I think because, human
2: comparison is what ruined the internet. To be perfect. Yeah, but at the same
0: time, it's what drives you, right? Like you've looked at other people around you, Kid Cudi or whoever, and said, How do I get to that level? Like, that's where inspiration comes from, too.
2: Yes. It's a fine line. It's a but- I think it's one of those parallel dimensions of thought, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, so I, like see, I see. I see how I see how I I understand where you're coming from. That's that's like right. in layman's terms. Like, I understand where you're coming from. For me, it's like um, those artists taught me how to express myself. When I right. heard Kid Cudi actually not care. Like, I needed to know what it would sound like when a rapper, like, a, a actual dude that, like, grew up in hip-hop culture like I did and grew up, you know what I'm saying, relatively right. poor, you know what I'm saying, or, you know what I'm saying, went through uh, great losses at such a early age. You know, mm-hmm. we went through, like, most of the same things, and I wanted to hear what it would sound like when a rapper, like, said, you know what, forget all these rules and forget, you know what I'm saying, the rules of BET. I'm going to go do what I want to do. And Kid Cudi, you know what I'm saying, he made uh, a collaboration with, like, the All-Star Converse, you know what I'm saying, stars. And, you know, he he did some, (laughs) oh, man, he did some things. He kissed a guy on film, you know what I'm saying, and he was one of the first, like, rappers I've ever seen, you know what I'm saying, not care about the social convention of the hip-hop culture Mm. and just do what, black people need to do in order to get seen just as much as everybody else. You know what I mean? Like if you're not willing to go that, that edge and express yourself or express someone's character to the point where you have to give up your own, you know what I'm saying? Self, not necessarily values or morals, but like you have to give up your, your pride and tell someone else's story. When you can do that, that's when you transcend, you know what I'm saying? The boundaries that people put on you.
0: Well, and I mean, let's be honest, Aaron and I are by no means educated in, in this world. Right. And so we're coming to it as Mm -hmm. total students. Um, But one thing I think I have seen is art. I don't know how you feel about this person, but like an artist, like Frank Ocean, I think. I love Frank um, Ocean. Has, has kind of pushed what, what the idea of hip hop maybe had meant for a long time, right? Like he's, he's, I feels very authentic from my point of view. And, and um, I'm definitely an outsider on that. Right. So I'm just looking in on, on this culture that I don't fully understand. It no, you're of, being, of you're, I, I right? think you're
2: being perfectly politically correct. Like Frank Ocean as far as easing his way into, is that, which is what he did. Like, I'm gonna be perfectly clear about that. I'm not trying to like diss him or anything, but what he did was ease his, he eased himself into hip hop culture because he started out, you know what I'm saying? It was just songs and you heard, you know what I'm saying? The the pronouns her and, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Like, he only talked about women and everybody was like, oh, this dude's smooth, you know what I'm saying? I like this. Right. But then right. you slowly saw him let himself out and was like, yo. Like, you know, I'm more than this, you know what I'm saying? I right, am right. a gay man, you know what I mean? And yeah. um, for the most part, it did split hip hop culture right down the middle. Because there's right. people telling you, Oh, you're supposed to be real and express yourself. Oh, but don't be gay. Like <laughs> don't cry. Like, yeah. I, I I've never understood like what someone else's sexual preference had to do with a person that, you know what I'm saying, didn't agree with it. Like if 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 it has nothing to do with my life, like why do I why would I need to like express how much I hate it or, you know what I'm saying? Some, something like that. Right. Like, like why would I need to disagree with it? Like if just because it's not my preference, you know what I mean? If it's not n- a negative thing on the world, you know what I'm saying? If it's not malevolent, like why, why, why do I care? Why, why should I care? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have these people like, you know what I'm saying? That listen to cool kids and, you know, Kid Cudi and Kanye West are like, oh, this dude's being free, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, this yeah. is this is something that that's good for black culture is teaching these kids, you know what I'm saying? It's okay to be yourself now. Like mm-hmm. yeah. we're going to have your back, you know what I mean? And it doesn't matter what these old people think, you know what I mean? Like just because they have their rules, you know what I'm saying, that that, that they made up in their head, you know, it doesn't mean we have to follow them anymore. Like we got each other's back now. And I think a lot of people don't like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, Daniel. What? I have an ish. You... Uh Oh. (laughs) You want to scratch it? No. (laughs) Oh, that's
0: so bad. Hey, speaking of ish, I somehow got suckered into watching Breaking Amish. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's been... Oh, man, that's a train wreck, but it's great. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Yeah, that's a weird one on Hulu. And I'm not a reality show guy, and I'm trying to figure out why I'm drawn to it. Or maybe I am a reality show guy, and I've just been lying to myself (laughs) for a really long time. I
1: would just deny it as long as you can.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm still not a reality show guy. I think what's fascinating to me is the culture clash. Man, yeah. Right, that's the thing I walk away with the most I really could do without all the fighting and drama and stuff like. Mm-hmm. but I'm super fascinated by the culture clash yeah. which makes uh, I started watching season 3 and that's the intro of these Amish people into kind of uh, non-Amish life or what they refer to as English life right, and right. so discovering a dishwasher and discovering a shower yeah. discovering yeah. those types of things um, I found that episode to be really fascinating so I think that is my draw there but yeah, I finally found a reality show that kind of like weasled its way in. Yeah. I've w- um, I've
1: watched a few documentaries about some of the things that the, yeah. the men struggle with and go through and the path yeah. they take and then the whole comeback. Yeah.
0: Wow, we really sidelined off yeah. this. Anyway. Yeah. Um, you know what you should do is go to lookwhatidid.net. Please. Because there we have photos of past guests. Yeah. We have a little bit more about us. You can actually see all of the patrons that support us mm-hmm. on the website. Um we have a merch store yes, so you can do. get a look what i did t-shirt or mug or stickers. if you guys support the idea of the stand strong stuff mm-hmm. enough we may add some items there in the store That'd as well cool. so be sure to go there and look at past guests you can listen to a couple past episodes there yes. if you're not using a, a podcast player uh but look what I .net is kind of the home landing page of, it of everything we yeah. do. yeah it's our heartbeat
1: go there support our heartbeat yep yeah
0: all right with that you want to go back to the show?
1: Let's go back to the show.
0: Another genre that to me is built on an an ideological image, right? Like something that it's probably not totally true to the roots of its origin, but country music, like mm. you don't see a lot of, gay front
2: you know and for you know because the we all know why but i i don't i i can't speak a lot on well neither can i i don't
0: listen to it but that's another Mm -hmm. thing that i look at and i see like there's an image of uh for lack of a better term i think a traditional man right like yes in both of those like a a man traditionally does this a woman traditionally Mm -hmm. does this right and, the, and both genres, and it's weird that we even got to this point that we're talking about these mm-hmm. two. But like, <laughs> it is funny, right? That like they share kind of the similar. No, they do. Um, yeah.
2: Polarity. The similar
0: strict. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, I've never thought about that, but no. it's like, oh, these two things. One hundred percent. Like
2: one hundred percent. It's a. It's like uh It's like a, a bold message that you're saying with music instead of saying with action. And right. um, as far as honestly. There's country music artists that I honestly, I, I like, you know what I'm saying? Like Blake Shulman is is dope, you know what I'm saying?
0: He just seems like the most likable guy Dude, on the planet. Yeah, I'm going to throw that out there right now. He's like, so dope. You're the Tom Hanks of country with a guitar.
2: <laughs> he's so like, dope. It. And i like, I've, I've had a crush on Reba McIntyre. I'm going to go ahead and mm-hmm. admit it. Fancy. But, like, you know what yeah. I mean? So like, I mean, I have a little knowledge of country culture, but like, I can't speak I really can't speak on like you know their organizational uh mindset and things like that. I can't say they try to, you know, 100% keep black culture out. It's just that there's individuals in there that have enough power to speak for everybody else and as long as that's an ability that they have there's all it's always going to feel like that you know when you watch country music channel or when you watch bet as long as you have people that are like we have to keep somebody out in order for us to you know i'm saying do what we want to do
0: let let's uh for me specifically i want to be extremely um respectful talking about that but i think there's a both genres live on an idea of authenticity right and there's right. i think when you mm-hmm. when you appear to be an outsider because of sexual orientation because of skin color because of national origin whatever that might be the the immediate response is well are you really authentically able to talk to this subject matter because like how do you right, know
2: right? right and so and, i and, agree and i'm with not defending you. it but i agree with you to an extent um with hip hop it's mostly it's mostly how bold do you think you are and what do you think you can say. And when I hear what you think you can say, if it's wrong to me, that's when you're not welcome here. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's, well, it, there's certain things yeah. people know that they, they shouldn't say and they just try. You know what I mean? It's just like, right. it's like an attempt to portray something and, that you know you're not. But there's hip-hop artists now that don't do that. Lil Dicky. He's right. he expresses himself. He never tries to like be hard. He never tries to say, you know what I'm saying, things, you know what I'm saying that are inappropriate. He just he's little Dicky. He's being himself. He's being, you know what I'm saying, the the nerdy guy that can rap really really good. Like really really good. <laughs> well,
0: and I do want to go on the record of saying, I feel like hip hop is more open and I and I think to your point, if you show up and you are authentic and you are real and you are respectful or right like Exactly. Not, malicious exactly you're gonna get you're gonna get your space on stage exactly i don't know if i've seen that as much on the other side um but but yeah i do want to i think yeah. your point 100%. you can earn your way in on the hip-hop side i think if you have authenticity uh, and originality authenticity, if the message mm-hmm. is real right right yeah. i mean if you can earn your way like in in that sense of like okay you're actually bringing something to this that's gonna right. get I mean, even Post Malone.
2: Post Malone came over from Bluegrass. I don't know if anybody knew that. I didn't know Mm -hmm. that. What? Post Malone did Bluegrass music. He transitioned. He he did Bluegrass music, and then he transitioned to hip-hop with White Iverson. That was his first hip-hop song. And I don't know if it was written or not. I don't know the background on it. All I know is that was a really good song, and he is a really good artist. Mm -hmm. He's really good at expressing himself, and I feel like he's expressing himself. I don't know for sure, but I feel like he is, you know what I mean? And these are like people that aren't black and they're getting a lot of love. Like it's not about your skin color for the most part, for most of us new generation artists. right? It is about, are you being real? Are you talking about where you're from? Are you saying that you're going to do things that you know you will do? You know what I mean? And it's not about pretending to be some kind of, you know, thug or anything like that. It's have you actually been traumatized enough to be speaking like you're speaking? Because right. a lot of us have been. And when you speak from that, when you speak like that, like we relate to it. And when we find out that you didn't actually live that, mm. it hurts like where we were hurt. You know what I yeah. mean? So yeah. that's where, that's where the emotional part comes from verse when it comes to like, you know what I'm saying? These artists are buying lyrics or buying bars and, you know, stuff like that. Like, it actually is you know there's 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 story behind that drama like there's like things that happen and stuff that are behind the the structure of the rules of hip hop and when you break them it- like you kind of cheapen the fabric and you make it where anyone can be a rapper mm. Anyone, right. like you've well, seen what's well, happened. <laughs> you've well, seen what's I'm gonna, happened. I'm gonna
0: argue that anyone can be a rapper because your challenge the other day that you threw out with the hundred <laughs> like that's that was such an immediate no, call out of like no attempts. So, so first of all, I can't do it. I like I have I'm gonna out myself. I have tried not that, but I have tried to rap and I just and I am unbelievably not good at it right I think (laughs) if I tried and practiced and practiced like maybe I could find the it's like stand-up comedy to me like the minute I get a mic and I'm trying to do this thing I'm on like my voice changes and I start holding myself Mm -hmm. weird overthink yeah yeah I don't have like to me because you're a
2: hilarious person first of all I used to work for you (laughs) I don't know if the audience (laughs) can know that or anything but I used to work for for him at uh Sun like what 2011
0: true story and well, like yeah. dude yep.
2: you were probably the funniest boss that I still you know what I'm saying knew that I needed to respect and you know what I'm saying made sure that I was doing my job for it, you know what I mean like I appreciate that like man. Dude, it went downhill after that. Oh my god!
0: Oh my god! <laughs> As, so you heard it here. I actually set a high bar once wow. in my no, life. No, you
2: definitely did. You <laughs> definitely did. That store should have closed so many times. What a lot
0: by of people now. don't know is that Aaron worked there too.
2: Aaron yeah. did, and I don't know why Aaron's being so quiet right now. Why well, it's it's hard to get a word <laughs> in. <laughs> so what do you I, feel, the shadow huh? What are you feeling like? How do you, how do you feel well, about uh, hip hop? I mean,
1: I was thinking about what you were talking about with people that had, they have stories, you know, and I think that lifestyle and things like that, you know, I watched this thing about guys and certain things, uh, music genres, making fun of men crying, you know, and mm-hmm. there's like that stigma, you know, the homosexual thing. There's all these different right. things. Sensitivity. Yes. Um, But I think, you know, you brought up something that would also make me think that it's a lot of it is more identifiable when people are more real and not afraid to talk about their preferences and their life and the things that they've been through. Exactly. You know, where it's not just a story and you're not fitting like a mold and a specific expectation, but it's like, yeah, I've gone through this, but I'm also, I've got this going on, you know, I've got this and I've got that. And I could see to where it would be more interesting to more people that would want to get in because that's another thing that i think that you know used to be people you know that were interested in hip-hop that were white it was a specific type of people you know and i think that i see a lot of that change now you know with with the the type of audience that listens to that
2: Right, and the openness of access to the, to the internet. And, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The, the the avenues you can find out about different music mm-hmm. now definitely helps. You know what I'm saying? Music, TV shows, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. CW is taking a chance on hip-hop culture yeah. very Black well. Black Lightning has the best well. music
0: on television. Oh, my I was talking goodness. to a TV writer the other day about that. That show, first of all, holy cow, you are – uh that is holding a mirror up I, to society I, right now. I love. Wow. I love that show. And the soundtrack, my daughter and I watch it religiously. And the soundtrack is it's like how come other television shows cannot embrace a soundtrack like this? Like it's so good. Exactly. Um, and I do feel uh I get a chance to get a, a different point of view on life, mm-hmm. right? Like I have no idea what the makeup of that writers room is, but the story Feels authentically told to me.
2: Right. And that's what it is. It's like they they're not they don't look like they're they're trying, you know what I mean? They're not they don't look like they're trying to meet some kind of requirements by anybody to have a certain amount of, you know, this type of person on the show. Like every they're just other doing CW show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just picking <laughs> yeah. people that can act these parts and they're building the world around them. Like you you should be able to with an actor, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you shouldn't have to argue why Ariel uh, a mermaid can be black and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know it's it's just stuff like that 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 people are like, you know what I'm saying? Why are you questioning, why are you questioning this, but not what happens to actual humans in real life? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. you know, things like that. Yeah. And it's all about your priorities and like people can people can pick up on your subliminal thoughts now when they when they hear yes. you speak. And it's it's becoming common sense is starting to spread, you know what I'm saying? Like just a little bit, like a little bit, but you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's starting to spread to where people are thinking in different ways and they're like, now it's turning on, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like all and, this stuff isn't and musical right. musical
0: genres have, have like melted and spread oh, out, right? Like you listen to 21 Pilots and there's a lot of hip hop influence mm-hmm. there or like, and I, I honestly think they're one of the most punk bands out there, but there's a ton of hip-hop influence yeah. there. That Billy guy's Eilish, a good rapper too, by the up, way. <laughs> yes. And and his whole defense of that is, well, I just have a lot of things to say and I can't fit it all, <laughs> so I end up having to kind of rap to get it all in there. And it's like, well, more lyricists should pay attention to you. Exactly. But, and he is good, but Billie Eilish, I think, is another person that blew up you know, in the last year and a half or so and has some very hip-hop feelings in, like, bad guy? Mm-hmm like there's that idea of this kind of bass rhythm carrying me through to and And maybe I'm speaking out of place here, but I feel some hip hop influence there. There's a lot of, sampling. oh she definitely
2: listens to hip hop. She's, I mean, she's in, we hear about her in hip hop culture, you know what I'm saying? Just naturally and organically yeah. and stuff like that. Like we've heard about her being in, I guess, cahoots with Draker, you know what I'm saying? Like talking to him yeah. on a musical standpoint and, um, you know what I'm saying? It do you think really, that's
0: going both ways too? Or like do you think that the the like to I think to Aaron's point hip hop is is the injection of new and invigorating and authentic that rock has been slowly bleeding out maybe the last couple years, right? Like it needed an injection of something and it and it came in it came in from hip hop.
2: Yes. Yes. But I would also like kind of say that
0: i don't know i think black dying, culture it, has been it's...
2: in rock since the beginning of rock mm-hmm. and since the beginning of hip-hop and so i that's think that that's <laughs> why a lot of black people and a lot of black culture can identify with a lot of rock culture and that's why you see as far as cross-genre you know what i'm saying when it comes to demographics that's why you see a lot of black people in you know rock culture and stuff like that mm-hmm. Dude, yeah we yeah. love that we love yeah that. Oh, but it, but gosh. but i
0: think what what I'm saying is I think white culture has become more not maybe not even accepting. It's just like, it's just come in like chill that, white culture. Yeah. <laughs> more, it's more accepting. Well, but you know, like, <laughs> but I think even like, like just, it feels like it's in like my kids don't care what the origin right. of it is. It's cool. Yes. Or it's not cool. It sounds yes. good or it doesn't sound good. Yes. Like, all they dial into is the authenticity of it. There mm-hmm. there's, you're not walking into a record store that says this is rap. This is jazz. This is soul. This is new age. And right? that's actually like, the
2: goal. That yeah. is actually yeah. the goal of new age artists is to be like, I don't want my stuff to just be in the rap section of anything. I want people to be like, if you like this, if you like Sylvan Esso, you'll like Pluto. That's literally yeah. what I want people to, mm. you know what I'm saying? Feel like when they listen right. to my music, like, I'm not, you know, trying to lock myself down to one type of appeal because that's right. not me inside. I like a lot of things. I like to do a lot of things, go a lot of places, eat a lot of things, mm-hmm. learn about a lot of people. So, like, I want my music to express that too. Like, I might ha- my bass is hip-hop, you know, my core is hip-hop, but I can spread out mm. and do anything right. I want to do.
1: Yeah, I haven't really thought about that a whole lot until Daniel brought it up with that. You know, used to, I remember going into, like, record stores, you know, or CD, Hastings, and everything would be, it would be in so many subcategories, and it'd be hard to find anything new, because you're you're looking at what you think you like, or what your preferences are, you mm -hmm. know? Nowadays, it's just, there's certain things you listen to, and it pops up on Spotify, you like this, try that, you know? Or I actually
2: have a question for you, Aaron. Mm-hmm. How does your how does like your choice of music go into like your playlists and stuff go into like your photography and stuff? Like when you take pictures and things like mm-hmm. that, like does your does the motion of the picture you grab like do you find that it's matching the music that you're listening to at that moment, or like is you, the music just there for um, you know the veil?
1: Man. That's tough. You know, I've edited with certain types of music playing before, you know, like in my ears while I'm editing and shooting. There'd be different ideas with different music. I could see that, you know, if it's dark and somber, mm-hmm. which you can get that from me, you know, like bringing up Billie Eilish, there's a whole bunch of different types of feelings there. Um, yeah. With her, that I, I think that you are inspired if you're going to write like poetry or you're going to write any sort of lyric or anything like that, whatever you're listening to can affect your mood. And it's not necessarily even in the same, like I'm listening to something sad. I'm going to write something sad, you know, right. but it's like it brings right. up something like a memory or you're going to have a flashback of something. Yeah. And it triggers right. a train of thought. Right, And it could be a right. time that you were angry, even though that was something sad you were listening to. So, I mean, it, it does mm-hmm. convey different things that you're going to, I think do on your own as far as, as far as photography goes, too. Yeah, I like
2: that.
0: So I, we did this kind of backwards. Normally, we start kind of light, and then we get into like <laughs> <laughs> the heart of it. We dive and in. I think yeah. the, you started with like, so I was homeless. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of sets the tone. But we, like time wise, we've we've got about fifteen ish twenty mm-hmm. minutes. Um, I mean, we could go longer and do like a Patreon cut, right? But for the bu- for the heart of the show, um, one thing that's I think always been fascinating to me I've never thought about hip hop as like a singer songwriter genre, but I feel like mm. that's what we're saying it is in some ways, right? Um, oh,
2: I think it most definitely is.
0: Yeah. It, so what what I'm interested is what is the creation process? look like for you i assume a lot of things are the same right like i hear a catchy riff and then i kind of um, am inspired to write so i write and look for the riff
2: as far as what i'm going to say it's random i can be at work i can be in my car i can be asleep like literally dreaming i have had songs that i've come out <laughs> of dreams and wrote like mm. and um it Like if I catch if I catch one line like if I catch something I feel like saying (laughs) if I catch something I feel like saying I I'll do that first and then I go into detail I express it my my actually my English high my high school English teacher uh, Mr Cochran. Fayetteville High School. Shout out to Mr. Cochran. He uh, taught me how Mr. to. I love Mr. Cochran.
0: I had him. <laughs>
2: really? Ah, oh, yes.
0: Yeah. I've got, I've F-H-S. got The book autographed on my bookshelf.
2: He actually helped me decide that I wanted to be a musician. He would have us write something mm. uh, every day that was personal, and what I started yeah. writing was actually a story, like a book. It was a science fiction book, and he was like. Please keep writing this, because he was reading, and I could tell he was reading because he was flipping the pages in that notebook. <laughs> but um, I started writing music towards the end of the year, and it was like poetry at first, and it was like lyrics, and he was like, man, he was like he was like, "I don't know how you need to say what you need to say, whether you need to film it or anything. He was like, "But you need to get your message out." Mm. And I was like, "I will." And so Mr. Cochran is the reason that Pluto exists, actually.
0: You know awesome. that my very first band met in that English room, and he would talk to us about, like, booking shows and writing songs, and he helped my very first band come Dude, to be
2: Dude. He he's an awesome teacher, and he's really fun. I have
0: a tape of his <laughs> college band's demo somewhere. Really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man.
2: FHS. Yeah. that's but yeah. So
0: I— I was thinking, like, Aaron and I came up in, like, traditional, like, rock-style bands, right? Like, three-piece, four-piece, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think, for me, what struck me is, like, we get to go through the crucible of live shows and band practice, and there's other people in the room kind of, like, giving you feedback. Mm -hmm. I could be totally wrong about this, but I feel like the stage opportunity for hip-hop in this area is less than for... It's horrible.
2: It's non-existent.
0: Hmm. Right. And so you don't get that crucible of of trial and, and error right. and success. You don't get a true judgment
2: and of what of your potential in your career field because the people in your career field that need to make that judgment aren't there.
0: How do you cope with that? How do you overcome um, that? What's the
2: response? Cry in the shower, in the car. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> um, usually I just like, usually I, I tell myself, that there's a reason that you're still doing this mm-hmm. you know what I mean like cuz i get for me i get messages i have it's the support from my friends that that help me cope from that the people that listen to my music because it's people that i think are credible people when i talk to them about music and music artists i know that they have a good ear on the, on the art and everything and so mm-hmm. when they message me and they're like yo your music is helping my kids go to sleep in the car or uh, Your music is helping me get over, you know, some things that have happened to me recently and stuff like that. Like, that helps me know that, one, I'm making something that's sonically good to somebody where they want to play over and over. And, two, I'm actually helping somebody. So yeah. the fan base, whether it's a million people or it's 12 people, if I know I'm helping somebody, like, that's good enough for me to keep wanting to find a song to make. And, you know, um, if nothing ever happens, like, I understand where I am and I understand that, you know, I could have moved to New York or California and, you know, really did something. And I know I probably could have gone farther, but that wasn't what I was trying to do is go for fame. It's more I'm trying to just find people that, that I can help through just speaking to them and just make sure they they get me in an ear
0: mm-hmm. yeah so. can you can you tell us about this album it feels extremely personal so um, the album it also feels um, okay
2: it is called sweet life of zach and cody and um it was kind of um you know just a play on one, my childhood and, you know, some of the things that I like growing up. And um, one of those things was watching Disney Channel after, you know, school and stuff because I just wanted to watch something that could help me escape from, you know, real life and stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Because Disney Channel shows, like, nobody's life goes like that. And, like, we all <laughs> watch them because mm-hmm. we know that. But we want our we <laughs> want our lives to be like that. So, you know, we come up with, you know... Um, you know, humor to, to, like, spread, you know, with our friends and stuff mm-hmm. and, like, build, like, you know, some cool some cool days to have and everything. And, like, Disney Channel kind of taught me how to socialize with people that I never socialized with before I moved to Conway at, like, age 10. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, before then, like, the only white person I ever saw in my entire life was my first grade teacher, Miss uh, Easley. That was the only white person I ever saw in my life. Yeah. Then we moved to Conway, and it was like, boom! Like, whoa! What's all this? <laughs> like, I was like the only like black student in all my classes for the first two years, and I was like, dude, this is weird. This must yeah. be how Miss Easley felt. And so I was like <laughs> I was shocked to the system. You know what I mean? So like, it was it when was,
0: I moved to Memphis. I went to
2: a movie theater, and I was the only white guy in the movie dude, theater. I was
0: like, so this is the other side of the fence. Dude, like and it taught mm-hmm. me like.
2: It taught me to turn on empathy. Like, yeah. Um, think about how someone else in the same situation as you is feeling from their side and also think about how people are going through situations that you've never been through mm. and yeah, how you would feel if you were in that situation. I never understood how a lot of people can't do that. Like, yeah. Can't well, self-reflect or you know, I think it is
0: like hard and I would I would never presume to say I've been in um, you know, anything like your shoes, right? Uh, because I think it also doesn't come with, like, a history of things behind it. But that first movie I went to see was Assault on Precinct 19, and I will tell mm. you that, like, the white guys aren't the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and I was the one dude sitting man. in the theater, and I was like, huh, this is weird. <laughs> you know, it's, and, like, and it was just a, a brief snapshot of, like, man, other like other people live with something like this their entire
2: Exactly. Lives. Exactly, and for me, that's what points out a bully so definitely. For me, is that when you know that you wouldn't want to feel like that, and you can, you have that thought, and the thought that you want to make someone else feel like that. Hmm. That's when you're a bully to me. Like that's, that's what makes such a good description. That's what puts yeah. my my judgment on people so so definite. And that's what makes me try my best to keep people from being that type of person. Like I know what I am, and like. Like, like how rough I am around the edges and stuff like that. But at the same time, my attitude on the world is like benevolent. Like my intentions are like good, you know what I mean? Positive vibes, you know what I mean? Like the aggressiveness comes in at people that are against that and trying to ruin that. Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. I was going to say you sometimes come really hard, but there's always this like intention of like goodness Mm -hmm. and uplifting
2: Yeah. Yeah, Um, I I, I don't like when people try to ruin positivity and innocence and, and, you know, things like that. Because I've seen a lot of kids that could have become a lot of great people, like, have their thoughts shut off because all they're thinking about is a trauma that happened to them. mm -hmm. And, like, the people that that did that trauma to them sometimes are still in that person's life. And they don't have any way to escape how this person is making them feel Mm -hmm. except music. Yeah, they can listen to something. And nobody's gonna judge you for what you're listening to, you nope. know what I mean? If you're doing that, then mm-hmm. Jesus, like, ah. <laughs> but like,
0: so speak. Speaking of music, you know, if I'm gonna listen to "Sweet Life of Zach and Cody," what's the track that like? This is the one you want me to listen to first.
2: I would say the first track, "Sweet Life of Zach and Cody." That's the intro track, and it's basically. Um, is it's my train of thought just talking about um me and my escapes from things and my hobbies and what I do to um to relieve my stress, you know what I mean? Mm. Like and, and and I put it over positive beats and stuff like that because, you know, I understand how much of a gray filter you can put on things just because of what you've been through in your life. And like sometimes yeah. I notice that my music is a lot uh, more shady and, and you know dark and grim that people than people um, are used to but I'm also trying to let those people know that there's people in the world that this is their positive like this is mm. their good day you know what I mean like so when I made these songs like these are songs I made on my good days and like they're not dark songs to me like, they're happy songs mm-hmm. to me but I right. also understand that to other people they're like not that happy but it's like i want you to understand the attempt i'm making you know to push past everything that happened to me and i want you to make that same attempt in your life Mm. yeah
0: i think i see that some i see some um there's a a nod and a wink with some stuff right like like you know milkshake on mlk is right like kind of got this tongue-in-cheek moment to it and then some of the other songs are, uh, to your point, they feel heavy, mm-hmm. I think would be the way I would say that. And, um, so I think I see both those notes come out of that, that album, right? right? Like both those feelings. And that's the intent for sure. For yeah. sure. Uh, okay. So I, I, I like to ask this question. I think this is a really interesting one. If, if one of my kids wanted to get into, to rapping, right. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be, what would you tell them to do, to to start to practice that? Because I think, like a guitar or piano, listen it's an to instrument.
2: listen to Kid Cudi's first album, "Man on the Moon: The End of Day," and do not skip any song. Listen to it on repeat. Find out why you like the song. Listen to the lines; they're all slow enough for you to under like to perceive and like. You know, right. actually pick them apart. If you can break down that song and empathize with Kid Cudi, you're going to be a good rapper. And that's 100%. All the people I know that like Kid Cudi that are artists that I know, to me, they're good artists. And I work with them. <laughs> I put them on right. on albums and everything. And they're people you yeah. never would expect because the music isn't that. Like, they're gangster rappers and stuff. You know what I mean? Like Right. They found their lane, but they still listen to stuff, you know what I mean? We go to Purity Ring concerts and, and stuff oh, like that, you it? know what I mean? So, so, <laughs> it, so what, do you do
0: when, what do you do when you want to start, like, do you just kind of find a basic beat? Like, when I learned to play bass, I got a drum machine, and I literally just started playing scales and stuff over kind of, like, really repetitive drum patterns, right?
2: If I can't um, hear it... To me, it, that'd be similar. If I can't hear it, if I can't hear the music in my head while I'm writing... I know it's going to come afterwards because I already have the rhythm going down. Mm-hmm. When I'm writing, I'm yeah. writing to the rhythm that's going down, and it's really just a drum line. Or I can start with a beat. I'll just, you know, I'll have a beat in my head. I'll hum things and I'll have a beat. And right. when I have that beat, whatever that beat feels like, if it feels romantic or if it feels, you know, aggressive or if it feels sporty, or athletic, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. or like a football anthem, yeah. Whatever feeling it pulls out, that's what I go with. And I like set myself in that wave and I just like surf it. You know what I mean? Mm. And have, um have you ever Do I
0: Oh, I was gonna say, have you ever had that moment where like you knew what it was? Like you heard it, the right, the beat in your head and those things. And yes. then as the music came together, it actually like made you inflect different like something got angry where it wasn't angry when you first thought of it or it got like kind of tongue-in-cheek you know what i'm saying like the music was feeding back on the right
2: lyrics. um my song make a mess actually um which actually was uh the walkout song that i made for a ufc fighter um, out of little i saw Rock. that yeah um his name is yeah. lewis pena and they call him violent bob ross and if you saw him he does look like <laughs> bob ross he looks exactly <laughs> like bob ross <laughs> But um, <laughs> I was like, oh, of the man, show. we got an Arkansas UFC fighter. I love UFC. I don't know if anybody reads those statuses, but I love UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so I made that song for him. And, like, as soon as, soon as like, I got the beat finished and, you know what I'm saying, we we worked on that back and forth for a little bit. I actually collaborate with, you know what I'm saying, producers and stuff. And I try to keep that local, like Arkansas local, um, as far as working with people, just because I think people ignore us just because they – hear arkansas and they're like and eh, that's the swamp part of this country and we're gonna stay away from <laughs> yeah there. so like I'll, I'll work locally and find the talent that's here and um ian eastern out of little rock he helped me make that beat and when i heard it like when i heard him and what he had started with it i was just like i know what i'm gonna do with this and i was yeah. like i'm gonna do something i never did before and i'm gonna yell the entire time <laughs> <laughs> so wrap the song and like I didn't even write it. Like I just I was just like in my head and I was like, I know what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna do it right now. And I went in there and I did it and I was like, dude, this is the reaction I wanted to pull out. And like I sent it to him and he was like, dude, this is exactly what I needed in a walkout song. That's sweet. And I was like <laughs> <laughs> So That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's all about for me, it's a random avenue that turns into something because that's how my life was. It felt like it was happening so random and I had to turn it into a a thought or turn it into a goal and I had to go reach it and I had to turn that into my life. So, like, that's how I I make my music. Like, it feels like it's coming from everywhere, but it's still pushing out a basic concept, which is be you, but also be positive about it. Mm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. That's a... I think that comes back, right? Like you're not. I wish. You're I will. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> exactly. exactly. Always been your.
1: I, I will say that uh, one thing that since knowing you for, I'm trying to remember how long it's been. Close to ten years, I think that I've ten years. I've, I've known you. You know, ten, eleven years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you coming into Paxson when I was working there part time, um, talking about everything that you're looking to doing, everything that you're doing, and all that. But like seeing it mm-hmm. throughout the years, consistently. You know, and it's like you're up and you get knocked down, you know, and you're straightforward about it. You're very truthful. You're very to the point, but you're you're consistent. And you're it's I want to say that you're persistent, too. And that's one thing that like every time I, I see you, it's always good to see you. But your post and different things that you're doing, I appreciate your constant being you.
2: Yeah, and I get it from I get it from everybody that I'm following. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's what's cool about the internet is that people don't understand that the people they support are supporting them back because they're learning from you. Like, I would have never been as interested in photography as I am when uh, before I like saw some of the pictures that Aaron took mm-hmm. and like saw that a normal, like, a person that I literally could see in real life could do something, like, Mm -hmm. that talented and, like, that good. And I was like, man, maybe all it is is, like, if I just, like, practice, like, (laughs) I'll at least get, like, a good concept of how to, like, you know, be good at, you know, doing this and stuff. So, like, some of the things and hobbies that I have come from my friends and things. Like, you guys gave me the hobbies, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have a fashion sense at all until I worked at PacSun, until I got a job at PacSun, which is my first – Job I actually liked (laughs) This is my first job I actually (laughs) wanted I like clothes, like I like fashion (laughs) I could never afford it But, well, um, if that was your
0: start to fashion, the student has outgrown. The rest. <laughs> I'm just throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, at this point, it's like walking to back sun, throw it on, and you're good. You're good. Yeah, you're good these yeah. days. Yeah, that's probably true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I, 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 I do try to incorporate. You know, what I'm saying the things I listen to and music into everything about my life. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, as far as cross genre goes, you know, I listen to indie alternative music. Um, I really like folk music. Um, I like instrumental music, instrumental music a lot. Like, uh, the artist edit, um, she's like a glitch artist and she just makes, uh, intricate instrumental music Mm -hmm. from just, you know, very technological and digital sounds. Mm -hmm. And like, as far as, um, me and, you know, being an artist that's like, diagnosed on the autistic spectrum and like being able to just hear details and things and like focus I have to focus on them because all I'm doing is thinking anyway like different areas of music help me express more in hip-hop to people Mm. how they can be more diverse and how they can bring their genre into hip-hop if they want to you know like we welcome that kind of thing because not only does it grow the culture of hip hop, it helps it push forward into the future to help it evolve and change. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's
0: cool. I can't wait for the next, the next project.
2: Mm-hmm. Me, neither. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. So
0: uh, Aaron likes to ask everybody the same question. So he's going to start a sentence. Well, it's not even a right. question. He's going to start a sentence mm-hmm. and you're going to finish it. And there's no wrong
1: answer. Gotcha. 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 I wish I could.
2: Save the world. Mm.
0: You are the most (laughs) inspiring person we've probably had on the show. Man,
2: (laughs) I'm just hoping one day I just wake up and God's like, I'm just going to give him superpowers. Just go do (laughs) what needs to be done, man. Dude, a, like, if somebody um, had to
0: get superpowers, I sincerely hope it's you, and be you're the only one out of the three of us that would look good in a skin tight
1: suit. I throw that
2: out there, <laughs> right? Please make it a crop top. Yeah. Oh Please my make god. It a crop top. No. <laughs> or Deadpool. Oh, yes. Come
0: on. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah. uh, can oh, we get Heather man. to draw a Deadpool. picture of Darius in a cop, like a crop top
1: uh,
0: superhero outfit? Like Dude, I really
1: want that to exist. I like it.
2: Hmm. I like it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Look What I Did is produced by Aaron Dotson and Daniel Quinn. Sound design by Daniel Quinn. Our digital director is Heather Hill.